0: Hello, I'm Major Adrian Allman.
1: And I'm Captain Claire Allman.
0: Welcome to the Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army podcast series. Birmingham Citadel is a Christian church located in Birmingham City Centre here in the UK. Each episode is a live recording of the Bible message shared during the Sunday worship service.
1: It's good to have you share with us. And as you listen now, we pray that God will speak to you. May you know God's abundant blessing today. Well, it's that time of year again. For those of you who enjoy watching I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, anybody here enjoy that? I am, um, we're starting to be reminded and forewarned that it's on its way, the television screen near you. I absolutely hate the program, to be quite honest. I watched it the first year and I've never watched it again. Um, but for those of you who've never watched it, it's a, a reality show. Um, another one, where there's 12 celebrities, I say that in inverted commas, who live out um, together in the Australian bush with no homely comforts. And each week, the television audience vote for who will do the bush-tucker trial. And if they succeed, they get a treat for their colleagues, and and also each week, they're, they're also voted as to who will be evicted from the show. And at the end, the celebrity left... In is crowned the king or queen of the jungle. And last year's winner was Harry Redknapp, the football manager. Now, the entertainment is supposedly from the dynamics of the relationship between the celebrities, hearing perhaps some secrets, and, those, and these bush-tucker trials that they do. And over the past years, the trials have reduced even the toughest stars to quivering wrecks, from the specially constructed shower that absolutely covered the star in bugs to putting a unique pair of transparent pantaloons on and having 10 tubs containing various creepy crawlies and critters emptied into these pantaloons or the familiar of eating the mealworms, the cockroaches, the green ants, the witchetty grubs and fish eyes and such like Or being buried in a water-filled coffin with only rats for company. And that's just to mention a few. Anyone fancy that here? Not so much. As I say, I don't watch the program. I can't watch the program, actually. For me, watching these people dealing with these fears seems to be torture for both the contestant and the viewer. And um, one of the, the people who devises these trials said in an interview that the concept of the show was to, to, for them to face some of their most basic fears such as darkness, loneliness, creepy crawlies, being lost, hunger, impossible, death. And to see how the human, deals with those, the human being deals with those fears and in so doing, whether or not they show real bravery. I'm not sure why anyone would want to sign up for it. Perhaps it's a 250,000 pound check that they get at the end of it. Who knows? So what characterizes this bravery? Well, bravery is defined in the dictionary as as simply having or showing courage. And I think there's a bit more to it than that. That courage can be experienced and demonstrated in lots of different ways. And neither is it necessarily about conquering the fear. I think bravery or having courage is about how we conduct our faith conduct ourselves when facing the fear or when we're under attack or in a difficult situation and this seems to be one of the things that people are interested in when we're watching this program. I think we can all learn lessons about how we bravely deal with difficult situations by looking back at the way other people have dealt with them in the past but this morning, thankfully, we're not going to be looking at how they deal with them on "I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here." Instead, we're going to be looking at Abigail, the lady mentioned in our Bible reading, because I believe the characteristics of her bravery are really sound. I knew there was an Abigail in the Bible, but I had never really taken it in in this story until I read Max Lucado's book, "Facing Your Giants," which is a really great book to read. And the book centers on David and looks at how he faced his various giants as he came across them in life, from the most notorious Goliath to Saul and Bathsheba, along with a number of other people and situations along the way. So we set the scene here, Nabal rudely refused David's request to feed his men. And in those days, simple hospitality demanded that travelers on your land, whatever number of them should be fed, and Nabal could afford to do this. Also, David wasn't asking for a handout here. He and his men had been protecting Nabal's workforce, and therefore, Nabal's prosperity was due to David's vigilance. So Nabal's rude rejection of David's request resulted in David gathering his men to set forth and annihilate Nabal's kingdom. In comes Abigail to try and defuse this very difficult situation. And in doing so, she faces her fears. She faces attacks. She puts herself in a very dangerous position. And the first thing I noticed in the way that Abigail faces this situation is that she took a step out. As a woman, especially in those days, going behind the back of your husband would have been probably unforgivable and even dangerous thing to do, especially as Nabal was not a nice person. She also knew that confronting David, she risked death herself. She didn't want to wait for it all to happen. She she stepped out and took the risk in the hope that she could prevent what was on course, prevent what was on course to happen. As part of my officer training at the college, each cadet has to do a PIP, which stands, stands for a personal initiative project. So this is a project about doing something worthwhile in your community. And I chose to go to Faith House, which was based in King's Cross. And it's the place run by the Salvation Army where, they support, where support is primarily given to the prostitutes and the sex workers. But also it supports anyone in the area who is vulnerable and homeless. Every Friday morning at 6 o'clock in the morning, I would prayer walk around King's Cross area with either Captain Estelle Blake Or Major Christine Kingscott Who were based at Faith House at the time And we would help out anyone who looked in need And check that those who were sleeping on the streets were alright We prayed over the the massage parlours that we passed by And we prayed for those people whose calling cards were in the phone booths Phone boxes around the area as well One morning we had a man following us I think he was trying to work out if Estelle and I were working If you know what I mean now, given the, given the area, of course, that we were in, and this in itself made me laugh, because if you saw how we looked, and anyway, if you saw Estelle and I anyway, you and what we were wearing with our Salvation Army tops on, um, but after doing a few sneaky moves to try and determine if, we were fo- if he was following us, he seemed to work out that we were not offering the service he was looking for. But whilst this was happening... Estelle was also telling me about some friends who were campaigning really hard in her community, in their community, to, to stop human trafficking. And in doing this, they were really taking some risks. It was probably my first real in education into modern slavery and human trafficking and was probably, looking back, the experience that placed the seed of passion within me for what we're now doing at this core. And whilst Estelle was telling me all about this, I couldn't say I felt unsafe, but I, I felt uncomfortable and I questioned Estelle as to whether she and her friends ever felt unsafe in this type of work that they were doing. And Estelle said, said something that will stay with me in my mind for as long as I live. And she said this, I don't believe that God calls us to be comfortable Christians, but he calls us to be brave. And I believe that means taking risks. Taking, I believe that means taking risks, taking a step out. Now, Estelle didn't mean taking risks in an irresponsible way, but in a way that makes us, makes us feel safe, but at the same time, it challenges us. It makes us feel uncomfortable. That feeling of being frightened, but at the same time knowing that it's exactly what you need to do and therefore having a confidence or a security in what you're doing. And I believe this was Abigail. She knew she was taking a risk by stepping out, and I'm sure she must have felt frightened. But she also knew that it was something she needed to do. And actually, throughout the Bible, we see loads of examples of people who have stepped out and taken a risk, right from the start with Noah, but also Moses, Joshua, Esther, David, Daniel, Mary, Paul, and the list goes on. If you remember the last afternoon meeting we had with this celebration of light, I said that the command, fear not, don't be afraid. Trust in the Lord, I'm used most in the Bible. And that there are 366 of them. So there's one for every day of the year, including a leap year. This says to me that God calls us to step out and do things we don't feel qualified to do. So that we learn to lean on him more. He empowers us and equips us as we fellowship with him. Armed with his might, we have more capabilities than we think. And this was the case for Abigail when she stepped out. This is a characteristic of bravery. This shows courage. Do you need to step out this morning? Do you need to step out this morning? However, as she stepped out, she stepped out in wisdom. She was no fool. She knew the importance of the moment. She stood at the final barrier between her family and sure death. If she could not stop David, he would annihilate her community. But Abigail appeared to be a woman of great understanding. She really seemed to understand the human nature. And in this story, it was her wisdom that helped diffuse the situation because it was her wisdom that prompted her to respond quickly and to face David on her own before he reached the village where he would have faced Nabal straight on. It was her wisdom that told her she needed to take a different tact to that of Nabal. In a most obliging demeanor and charming speech, she apologizes for the abusive language that Nabal has given him. Then she speaks to David with admiration and respect, helps him to seek more clearly the seriousness of what he is about to do, and thus seek to bring him a better and more rational, into a better and more rational temper. This is a characteristic of bravery as well, because sometimes the decisions you make in dealing with a situation go against the grain of what is expected. In those days, women standing up to men of esteem such as David may not have been wise, nor would go behind your husband's back. But often instead of acting with wisdom, we make it worse by the stupid way in which we handle situations and respond in the moment, don't we? Instead of seeking wisdom, we act on impulse and open our mouths and let our bellies rumble. In other words, we say or do the most inappropriate thing for that moment in time. We are reminded so often in the Bible of the importance of wisdom. Proverbs 4 says, Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Ecclesiastes 9 says, Wisdom is better than weapons of war. So we're reminded here that bravery doesn't just mean how we react physically, but also emotionally, mentally, verbally. Wisdom also involves showing emotional or mental courage, and it certainly did in this case. Is there a situation where you need to be wisely thinking about how you're going to act? Are you someone who jumps in and speaks before wisely acting, like Abigail? Be wise. And finally, abigail 's bravery was shown in her backing down, not giving up, but in a non but facing it in a non confrontational way. She generously gives David the very thing that Nabal has refused, lots of food supplies, and she takes the blame for nabal 's reaction and apologizes This gentleness and generosity and non confrontational response reversed a river of anger often. Our compulsion to be proven right, to be right, makes us declare in haste that even God is on our side as chief endorser of our opinion. A lesson we would do well to learn in our relationships and in our church life is that we shouldn't always seek to be seen as right, but rather be those who seek the bigger picture, that of a peaceful way forward in the conflict. Told you so doesn't sound right coming from the lips of Christians. After all, Jesus didn't say that on the way to the cross, did he? Max Lucado tells a story in this book about how in a Japanese prisoner of war camp, a guard notices that a shovel had gone missing. The officer kept the Allies' information, insisting that someone had stolen it. Screaming in broken English, he demanded that the guilty man step forward. He shouldered his rifle, ready to kill one prisoner at a time until the confession was made. A Scottish soldier broke ranks, stood stiffly at attention and said, "'I did it.' The officer unleashed his anger and beat the man to death. And when the guard was finally exhausted, the prisoner picked up the man's body and took the tools and returned to the camp. Only then were the shovels recounted. The Japanese soldier had made a mistake. No shovels were missing at all. The Scottish soldier, he saw the bigger picture. He knew that there would be a lot more bloodshed if no one was prepared to back down and take the blame. He knew that a more peaceful way to put an end to this situation was to own up and to apologize even though he wasn't the guilty one. Abigail also sought the bigger picture. She sought a peaceful way forward in this conflict. The bigger picture was that if she did not try to defuse this by taking the blame and apologizing, there would almost certainly be more bloodshed. Proverbs 25 in the message paraphrase says, gentle speech breaks down rigid defences. Gentle speech breaks down rigid defences. You see, apologies can disarm arguments and diffuse rage. Olive branches can do more good than battle axes. Bravery sometimes means looking at the bigger picture and backing down if necessary in order to avoid more conflict. Is there a situation you need to back off from? today. Perhaps in your, perhaps you're facing a fear, an attack or a difficult situation this morning and not sure how to deal with it. Can I suggest, can I recommend that you might want to look at Abigail's example and how she responded in order to help you respond in the best way. Perhaps you need to step out, take the risk. Perhaps you need to be wise. Think before you jump in. Perhaps You need to back down by exercising generosity and gentleness. Perhaps think about how you have responded to situations in the past. Do you need to be more of a person who faces their fears rather than running away? Do you need to think more about how you speak or act? Or do you need to not be quite so confrontational but show a little more generosity of spirit, a little more gentleness? The current climate in our world and our country could, well to, could do well to learn from Abigail. Today, let's ask God that we may not exacerbate hate, hatred, fighting and fears and difficulties, but that he will help us to see the bigger picture, that we will learn from Abigail's bravery so that we too can be instruments of peace. And so we're going to take a few moments of reflection and we're going to pick up the prayer that the songsters sang about being instruments of priests because it's just so relevant for today's message. And as we sing it, I pray that God will speak to you about how you face your fears, your difficulties and attacks and your relationships. And I pray that you will respond to him as he speaks to you. If there's a relationship that you need to sort, I pray that God will give you the wisdom to sort it. If there's things you need to face, I pray that God will give you the courage to face them and to step out. If there's things that you need to back down from, I pray that God will give you the grace to back down. And so we sing this beautiful prayer again. Make me a channel of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me bring your love. Where there is injury, your pardon, Lord, and where there's doubt, true faith in you. Let's pray as we sing. And allow the Lord to speak to you and reflect and respond in the way that you feel necessary as we sing. Thank you. together. Living Lord, we just want to thank you for being the best example of how to be and do in relationships. How to treat each other. Thank you for the love that you have shown us. Lord, we're sorry for the times when we don't live out that way in our relationships and the situations that we face. We're sorry when for the times when we jump in And speak unwisely. We're sorry for the times when we jump in and we should back off. We're sorry for the times when we don't jump in when we should. Lord, above all, I just ask for each one of my friends here this morning that you'll give each one of us the wisdom to know what's right in each situation so that we may be peace builders and peacemakers. That we will help to make this world the kind of world that you really wanted it to be. So Lord, help us this morning. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast this week.
1: So you don't miss any further recordings. Please subscribe to this podcast and also share and review it to help other people find and join our Birmingham Citadel online congregation.
0: This has been a production for Birmingham Citadel Salvation Army in the United Kingdom. If you'd like to know more about us or want to worship with us, then visit our webpage at birminghamcitadel.co.uk.